When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. Cody Thad and Robert, sorry, Thad is tired of losing is his name in the chat here. We are the KC Soccer Journal. Please go subscribe, rate, and review wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Another loss, yet another loss. Back at it again with the losing ways. We're going to start with the loss to the Chicago Fire. One to nothing, can't score again. But I think the big thing here for me, at least the most glaring thing for me, was that they were they were absolutely missing Danny Rosero. All of the set pieces, I think there was the corner kicks were like seven to one. There were a bunch of balls uh, sent into the middle that uh, that were just begging to have Danny Rosero in there. Castellanos is decent in the air. It looks like I think they kind of go for him a little bit. But uh, yeah, the tenacity that we were talking about was definitely missing from him. And, and on the back line as well, I think, in dealing with Kai Kamara, they needed another, another big body in there that was, that was able to do that against Kai. Daniel was very quiet again. Uh, that's two games in a row that, you know, there's a lot of peaks and valleys with Daniel. I think we're kind of in a valley at the moment. Um, he had some, some good moments. You know, there was a really good touch to get himself in, but we just, you know, the star player, I've, I've, I've said this before, we just kind of need more from, from the star player right now. Uh, Remy Walter was very good. Remy Voltaire, I did it every time I see it. If I if I read <laughs> if I read Walter, I say Walter. Uh, Remy was very good in this game. I think probably the best on the field for us. And then the other thing I have is that Alan Polito has just kind of come back down to earth. It was it was a tough game for I think everybody out there. Alan had some bad touches, some bad passes, and where I think in the last games where he's been on fire, those have turned into opportunities. So yeah, Thad, I, my big one there is is Danny Rosero. Where where are you at? I know you're tired of losing at home. Uh, I would love to have Rosero in there, but I would love to go back to the days when we had Kai Kamara and Aurelian Collin win every single header into every box, whether it was on offense or defense. Is that what it is? I am I was I just so spoiled from those two for so long? Is that why yes. this just feels? Sporting might not even be that much worse than other teams at this, but yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what it is. We were spoiled for so long, and now they can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't go look at a stat on this, but I would swear that those two won 99% of every ball that came into the box, whether it was, and, and not that it went on goal or not that it was a perfect out, but they were always on one of them at one side of the box, one at the other side of the box, they would win everything. Robert, where are you at for the, the loss last night? Boy, Kamara Rosero battle would have been I interesting know. to see. I, know. I think we would have seen some personality if you will uh jump out of both of those with those two clashing so we kind of missed that part of it too the entertainment part but uh you know hey i looked up the stats you know uh we're one two and two for the month of june after that hot may so i don't know what the term is june swoon i don't know what it is but uh 
I think we have some heavy legs from the heat as well and playing all the games that we have. So okay. I think that's, that's that, definitely That may be out. true, but that's tough shit, quite honestly. Because mm-hmm. Chicago played the same amount of games. They I agree. They play in the heat. And they should not be as used to the heat as sporting is because if that's – that's n- there's lots of excuses that could be made. There's lots of things, but just tired from the heat and the, and the travel, be friggin' ass. That, that's games that could be <laughs> – there's games that they could have used that in, not this one. A tough shit. Hey, I was just throwing out justifications that people might have, man. I didn't say I agreed. <laughs> Thad, Thad got antsy on that one, a tough shit from him. But, no, I and I think it is because he saw it as well, the, the – there were heavy legs. You could see it on, on the field last night. Uh, that is a definite concern there. Robert, what about uh, Kendall McIntosh? I know there was a conversation in our Slack last night. We don't have David in the chat. David in the chat might be joining, <laughs> but uh, he he was ranting a bit last night about McIntosh. Are you McIntosh out as well? Uh, I mean, yeah. David's quote, uh, I, I think he's okay with me quoting him, awful McIntosh sucks. Um, and then Kuhn piped Simple. in and said, Kuhn piped in and said, yeah, I mean, I'm done with McIntosh. Goalkeepers are supposed to uh, make saves that, you know, kind of win you points. And McIntosh hasn't been doing that. Um, you know, I've been watching McIntosh's kind of positioning and his footwork. That first goal, that was a tough one because, you know, Fontes plays it right back in the middle of the box. Um Tough to defend against that, but McIntosh was not positioned with his feet uh, very well, so he could react very quick. It wasn't even that far from him. Thank um, you. The second goal, second goal, um, he was out of position as well. He takes these very small steps to get in position, mm-hmm. and it just takes him a little bit longer because of that to get into position. And then I even went back to the LA Galaxy game where he got chipped, and he was just totally out of position on that one too. So. That's the angle that I'm looking at, but uh, he has not won us any points that I can recall. That little foot shuffle. Again, I'm, I will admit ignorance here. I didn't ever go through keeper training. I never learned how to be a keeper. I am just simply a keeper hater for everyone out there. <laughs> but no, I, I, it, that little foot shuffle, I think, is something that keepers are taught in order. It's like kind of just the whole thing of like staying on your toes. You're able to jump in any direction whenever the ball does come. And this goal, like you said, how it was not that far from him, Mm. is why that bothers me that keepers always do that. They're always ready and and almost assuming they're going to have to dive. And he went into this, to a diving motion, and it didn't, it just isn't what the shot came in. And yeah, I I don't know. Thad, do you know anything about keeper training? Is Is that part of it where they're supposed to do that little a little bounce right before so they know where to jump? Uh, sometimes, yeah. I'm not totally sure about that little bounce exactly, but they good keepers are trained to be ready to go either direction. And uh, I'm, I just got to go back for a second. What second goal, Robert? The first goal was the one that came across, bounced off Fontas. <laughs> I was gonna went let back it, in. I was gonna let it slide. Thank you, Thad. Oh, I love it. I was I was probably confusing the LA Galaxy goal. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just making sure I didn't miss something, man. Because I was like, that. Uh, I had, did not had... see all of the game live, <laughs> right, so I right. saw part of it. I saw. I wrote well, the recap. Did allow like, a second one. It just was disallowed. So fair, <laughs> fair. I was just making sure. Um, yeah, I, I did not see that goal live, so I went back and watched it and. I was maybe not as harsh about it as some people. I I don't want to. I'm not a. 
I'm not a hater on any of the keepers at this moment. And Kendall is good at certain things, and he's not as good as other keepers in certain things. He's not a bad shot stopper. Um, he's usually decent at all of that. The sh- this goal, though, the guy came in and crossed it right across from pretty close range where I'm not saying he couldn't have got down to do something with it, but it wasn't a shot. So he covered the near post, which is what you need. And that ball went across, hit Fontes off the foot. Meanwhile, Kendall's going across towards the middle, and it's a a shot from basically the penalty spot, yeah. roughly, and one timed in. And I don't know that any keeper can be counted on to make that save through a little bit of traffic. So I'm not blaming him on that one. It's It, it wasn't any of them's fault, except maybe the guys coming from midfield that should have covered the runners coming in to the box. Yeah, I don't... I know I was picking apart that goal a little bit, but it's not even that that one is so bad that it's like, oh, get him out of there now. We've talked about it on here for weeks now where if it's between these two keepers, Pulse Camp and McIntosh, one of them is thought to be the guy for the future, and if the difference between them is negligible at the moment, why not just go for the guy uh, that, that you want to be the man of the future? Pulse Camp uh, just played for SKC2. That game just ended, and I have already forgot. Was it a one-to-one draw, <laughs> I think, is how that game ended. I already forgot. Uh, it was, and it would have went to the penalties after for draws, and I have not seen the score That's yet. right. Yeah, I said a draw. <laughs> I turned it I turned it off as it was going into the PKs. So uh, he is doing something right now. I'm just going to assume that Pulse Camp killed it, and it's going to work perfectly for this for this <laughs> segment that we're doing here. Um. Okay, any other... Well, the they, other did, thought, they did earn the extra point in the shootout. Okay. There you go. Good. Well, the other thought is, you know, Vermees likes to go with the hot hand. Well, after a 1-2-2 and two, two June, I don't think McIntosh is the hot hand anymore. That's right. that's valid. I think that is how we were, how, you know, what the defense was. He goes with the hot hand, even if McIntosh maybe wasn't performing that good. It's just if you don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And now it seems right. maybe a little not broken, <laughs> but things are not going that well. Um, uh, who want any other thoughts from this game, you guys? We're going to talk about Kyrie Shelton here in the next segment, and then uh, and then Alan Polito a little bit later. But uh, Thad, okay. what any other takes on this game? Just generically, I mean, like everybody, you already said about they look like they had tired legs, which isn't an excuse. They didn't look up to par johnny russell has, should be not starting at this point i don't uh it would have been better to start johnny's or somebody else actually he was love the guy and have been a big fan of his but he is not performing right now either uh all everybody has just kind of went cold in every which way yeah i just yeah. don't want him to drop back into that mentality of where they were in uh April, I guess. And it felt a little bit like that. It just, it was, you know, where's the creativity going to come from? Who's going to do it? There was one, you know, Daniel had a big breakaway at one point. I think he did the smart thing in slowing it down, but it did, he just, you could see in every touch, it was just a little more hesitant than he may have been before, where he just would have been darting towards goal. And then, you know, he passes it off and Jake gets it and then the pass doesn't work. And it, it, it was just, it did. It felt like the, the beginning of the season again, this game where just nobody knew exactly what to do. And then, like I said, Polito kind of came back down to earth, and the the few key touches he had, you know, the the 
with his back to the goal, the pass just didn't go to the right guy. And I think the the month where they were doing really well, those those were turning into something. Well, if anybody has any excuse for being a little bit not perfectly 90 fit for three games in a week in the heat, it would be <laughs> Allen. Uh, I'm still not really going to give him too much slack on that. But, I mean, I don't – from what I saw, I don't think he had a terrible game, but it just wasn't at his best. But that can be so much the other people around you, so. So – it's uh, it's three. Robert, you mentioned the whole month of June here so far. Yeah, um, I'm. Let's just looking at the three. The last three games are the ones that it seems like the the they've fallen back down to earth a little bit here. But I don't know that they are that bad. I think part of it we didn't actually give Chicago any credit in this one. I think that they did really well. I think that their defense did really well in this game. Um, you could have a shout for like their game plan, maybe outdid Vermees's game plan, a bunch of empty possession, and they were absolutely fine with that and turned that into more chances than than Sporting did. Um, but it doesn't. There were moments, like I said, that felt like the beginning of the season, but it's not like that month didn't happen at all of them doing really well. And you can still see you can still see the value in the team, and I think maybe they're not the best team in the West like they were for a month straight. I think we've learned that, but I think we also now know that they are not the pitiful, awful, horrible team that they were at the beginning of the season. And I do I think, think there's some people on Facebook that would disagree with you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, and and that's why I let off with Rosero there because I think the team does look does look very different without without his big bruising body in there um, well if you want to look at the numbers i mean there are what two or three teams below us right now we have played 21 matches this is the last segment you're skipping ahead but go on okay all right <laughs> i was just gonna throw no, some I'm, facts I, out at you i just wanted to be there <laughs> just, just yeah definitely keep going i was just messing with you <laughs> yeah so we played 21 um Minnesota is tied with us. They've played 18 matches. That's three in hand. LA Galaxy has played three. Even if they win all three of theirs, they're, they could be three points ahead of us. Colorado is the only team that's uh, there at the very bottom, and they could not catch us with their games in hand. So that's nice to know, but yeah, games only, in hand, we, we could be in 13th right now. Yeah, and yeah, there's only two teams that have a lower point per game than we do. Yeah. But yeah. that being said, still just like a couple points away from everything. MLS going MLS, right, Thad? Yeah, no, very true. But uh, to take advantage of that, you have to win at home. I don't care if they lose on the road, man. That that kind of sucks, but that's just that's life, right? But you got to win at home. You have to make it. That was what was fun about May, man. Three goals, four goals a game. They were winning. That was fun. If you didn't get a couple results on the road, so be it. But you got to make the home fans happy. You got to get the results at home. I'm tired of losing at home. Yeah, win at home, draw on the road. We drew on the road twice. Just no wins. Honestly, besides, if you just win at home, man, you make the playoffs. If you just yeah. win at home, you make the playoffs at this point with nine of them going. Yeah. So, got to win at home. Dad's tired of losing at home. I, I think I've said that somewhere before. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, going to the offense last night 
I know it's a common thing for sporting to go wide and try to cross it in. And it's not a invalid way of playing. It's a little predictable at times. But one of the quotes from Peter last night, he said, he, uh, I think we were just impatient, to be honest with you. I think from the get-go, we were impatient. We were trying to do everything in two and three passes. And like I said, when you get in the other team's half, you work hard to get the ball in the final third. Now all of a sudden you get there and you're moving the ball a little bit. And all of a sudden you take a shot from 35 yards out. You're not scoring from there. I'm telling you. I, f- I kind of feel like, again, I did, I, I, I'll be honest, I did not watch all 90 plus minutes of that game last night because I saw it in chunks. And, but I felt that there were times where they were impatient and they Absolutely. tried to take a shot that they didn't need to. But there was also shots where they were too freaking patient. Like, okay, I'm going to hold up a little bit instead of, I'm going to just try to make that turn and make that shot and hope that, and then crash the box with a couple players and make something happen. So it felt like, I don't want to say every decision was wrong, but it, a lot of those decisions were either they kept it too long or they took it too early. There wasn't a, the right choice in there. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. And on the on the other side of that, I think something I noticed, this was maybe more in the in the Galaxy game, that just our system, we've talked about how we live and die by the Vermees system. And I think it is designed to where if a team executes something perfectly, then it's going to work. Like they're going to score a goal. But it's the the system is like almost challenging because it's just aware that it's a, a a team in MLS and that it's challenging a team to make every single pass perfectly. And that's why so many times when sporting gets scored on, it just looks so easy. And it just looks like everything broke down. But I, I do think part of the system is it's just – if they do, if they make every single pass correct and Sporting don't get that foul right after the turnover, then the chance comes almost every time. Well, I would say on both sides last night, it wasn't exactly a great played game. Uh, the touches were slow. The passes were slow. The ball movement wasn't very quick. So I think both teams suffered from that, but it wasn't the prettiest game in the world. They might have suffered from the – They both both teams may have suffered from having three games, the travel, right. the heat – and also being kind of crappy teams at the bottom of their divisions. <laughs> but a uh, little credit to Chicago. I, I think, we, like we said earlier, like you got to give their defense at least some. Oh, yeah. Uh, under Clopas, they have, I don't want to say turned it around, but they have been consistently getting some points. Maybe that's the deal. Kyrie Shelton, the substitution elicited some booze i don't know so i didn't watch the game live i went back so i i heard about the booze beforehand and i don't know if it was that many booze there was one specific guy by the microphone on this broadcast that you could hear every single thing that he screamed loudly and it it's it might have just been this dude uh i'm sure there were a few other a few other booze out there fans are unhappy with Kyrie, but i want to go to thad on this thad and his dad wisdom uh, I want to hear what you think of this whole situation, how you feel about fans booing a player for simply coming off of the bench. I will admit I'm a little bit torn because I still a little bit in that, okay, you paid a ticket, you can boo if you want to. But, man, I I think I have a far different attitude than when I was half this age. <laughs> I don't really like booing a player. I never liked booing my own team. I bet there there was a wizard that I quite often when he would come off the bench, I'd be like, oh, boo. 
but it wasn't a, like a big, long, sustained boo. It was more like so that the people sitting next to me would know that I did not like that guy. Yeah, and just kind of to yourself. Yeah, it was it was between me and the people that I went to the game with kind of thing. Like, oh, boo. Like, man, I don't like that guy. But I just, I, I feel bad for any player that's just getting booed coming off the bench. They may not be in the best form. They may not be the player that you want them to be. And I have zero doubt that Kyrie is out there doing his absolute best to play. He had and, kind of a look in his eye a little bit at one point, like he was ready to ready to murder somebody. He's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and I just, I, I mean, I kind of wish he would destroy some guy some days, but I just don't like booing a guy who's doing his best just because you don't like the fact he subs in. If you want to say, for me, you suck for subbing him in, that's kind of fair. Yeah. Yeah, I... I don't of course you can be mad about him subbing in. I think everyone is mad when you when Kyrie is seen on the field at the, just at this point. <laughs> uh and everyone as everyone has said on Twitter, his mistakes are getting magnified a little bit. He does make mistakes. Uh and then again in this game as I know David was somewhere screaming about it that he didn't go up for a header or didn't even really go for a ball that landed in the box right next to him on a on a corner kick. So the, the criticism is justified, but my big problem with it is just that we're, in a, we're in a, at a point as a club where fans are booing our own players, and I just hate that. I hate the look of it. I hate that other people know <laughs> that that's a thing. I'd, like, if I saw St. Louis in this situation where their fans were booing their players, I would be eating it up. It would make me very happy. Um, I just don't like that look. You can, I, I, it's, you can be mad about him. I just, it, it's a thing if you're doing it in the stadium, if you're screaming it in the stadium and it is on the broadcast. And that's just what bothers me here. And Thad is right that I don't, I think a lot of people would even acknowledge that it's not even about him, that it's the frustration is with Vermees and that he's simply going into the game. So that's, that's what sucks. I'm not, I'm not, scolding anyone not that they would care for booing i i get it i just i absolutely hate that we are at this point yeah i can see other fans saying oh my god you know sporting is crumbling you know what a fall they've been through right so yeah i definitely agree with that cody but no i think a lot of it is vermes and, and what he's doing and what was the logic of putting Kyrie at right back at that moment in the game uh, there wasn't any to it as far as attacking. He didn't push up higher the, up the field or anything like that. I will defend Kyrie. That ball that people were talking about he didn't jump for was behind him. Yeah. So I don't know really what the purpose would have been for him jumping for it. But You have to show the effort, Robert, yeah, regardless if you it. can actually get to the ball or not. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, well, but, uh, yeah, I think most people are frustrated with Vermees more than they are booing Kyrie. I don't know, man. I, I think people have a hate on Kyrie now that is just freaking unreasonable. Yeah, it is unreasonable. It's, yeah. It is it is sad, unreasonable. And it, even if you dislike Kyrie's ability as a player, fair. I mean, I, I think he's better than a lot of people give him credit for. But I, I get that he's not doing anything to help himself right now. Yeah. I'll, but at the I'll, same time, he is a freaking human being. I'll push back for Reddit there that. It's also unreasonable that he's that he's playing still. 
And it's unreasonable the amount of money that he's making as well. Um, and that's that's just where that's why it just sucks that we're in this position. I was doing the same thing with Polito, and we're probably, we're probably going to do it again here in a little bit. I just it just sucks that we are in this position. This is a shitty season, and I mean I'm happy that the team is playing better and Polito's back, and it looks like we can score goals. We're going to have some fun this year, but we're still just in a it's we're still not in a good place. Um, we didn't even I didn't even actually put this in the thing, but something I wanted to talk about. Uh, that Mike Kuhn mentioned on Twitter is the is the lack of youth. I turned on the Sporting KC two game to get a look at that. There was all you know a lot of first team players in the lineup, and there's just nothing that exciting there either. And there's also 25, 26 year olds playing for that team, so <laughs> it's not even that everyone is all that young there either. And yeah, there's it's the Polito situation, uh, the Kyrie slash. Vermise out situation, and then a, a lack of a lack of youth, a lack of uh, promise for the future, and it's just we're not not in a good place, not in a good place right now. Any final thoughts on Kyrie? You too. I really wish they would have not signed him in the off season, not because I don't think he can play, but because he needed a fresh start and he didn't get it. Yeah. I know, and I that seems uh, that seems like a, the objective view that someone could have taken there. It it's it, he's needed a fresh start. I I don't think that he is entirely useless as a player. I think he could have played somewhere else, and I think it would have been better for both him and this team. By far. And with that contract signing, it makes it harder to get you know have him move on too, right? Yeah, and then there's a, the question of like maybe it's front loaded, but I, uh, the contract has to be front loaded if he's making six hundred thousand plus this year. But uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, a lot of people look at the salary and think of it as uh, you got to be a starter or something like that. It's a little harder to do that with nowadays because the as the salaries go up, the 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 bench player makes more money also. Vermees has been quite often a guy who spreads the money around a lot. So you, in theory, have a deeper team. I'm not saying it always comes to fruition, but uh, that's technically sporting had like five DPs, that, but they were just low DPs and some of them were paid down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I don't worry quite as much about the salary as just the, the effectiveness of a guy who's a veteran. I think that every mention of Kyrie Shelton's salary this season should come with an asterisk, and the asterisk should say, also, Roger Espinoza is making $86,000. <laughs> hey, Kyrie may make more than Biscuits in Miami, so we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, that is, of yeah. course, right where I went when Thad was talking about buying DPs <laughs> down and all of that. That'll It's going to be interesting watching all of that. Also... Yeah. The Busquets just seems Messi. I'm sure is going to do great. Messi's got a lot in the tank. He just won a World Cup a couple months ago, a few months ago. Busquets scored a hat trick today. Busquets seems like, um, you know, one of those. It just seems his his game doesn't seem like it's going to translate here. It seems like he's going to be a Pirlo or one of those guys that just comes here and kind of trots around the park, and it just doesn't translate to this to this tough league, tough league. <laughs> we shall see. Physical leak is the word I was going for there. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike, uh, let's go to another Mike tweet. 
down the byline, always, always killing it because all of our writers do stuff on their own, <laughs> on their own Twitters instead of for the KC Soccer Journal Twitter, which you should go follow at KC Soccer Journal. But uh, Mike, I'm the blame. I'm I'm the blame also, man. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, we all are. Uh, Mike at down the byline uh, is always finding the Mexican reports, and uh, he has found another one saying that. Polito will stay for the remainder of his contract this season. That Sporting KC want to sign him, and that July is when he can sign a pre-contract with somebody else. So it seems like maybe this is this month, uh, the next few weeks here are crunch time where Sporting Kansas City can sign Polito before everyone else can get in there. Robert. Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? <laughs> Is he worth keeping? I mean, he's, what, 32 now? Um, you know, maybe I mean, he didn't use his legs for two years, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, I know if David was here, David would be like, nope, get rid of him. No, I think you, uh, I do. I think you maybe were out for the, maybe one or the one or two of the Polito talks that we've done. But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just at the point now where it is difficult to find someone that you know can score goals in this league. Right. Um, we know that he can score goals in this league. We would have to spend a bunch of money to find someone else, and that someone else would be a question mark. Yes, he might be younger. Uh, th there's just all that, and I've landed on just sign the guy again. We have someone that we know can score goals, and I think we should re-sign him. And we've still got Willie Agata, too. God willing, he comes back healthy, and, and you know he's you know, what he used to be. So we've got options. Remember, Willie is one of the streakiest guys, too. He scored a bunch of goals like a yeah. couple of years ago, then went cold, scored a bunch of goals for sporting last year, then went cold for this year. The injury, we don't know how long that's affected him. So that's, you know, yeah. brings comes into play. Um, I would, you know, so that's thing, yeah, we'd, it'd be nice to have Polito and a guy who's going to challenge him and be a slightly different player kind of thing. But, you know, that could be Willie. That could be somebody else. I don't know. And it comes down to cost. Earlier, I was saying like, yeah, I'm not as worried about the six hundred thousand for Kyrie. Uh, if is Polito going to come back as a DP? That's more of a question mark for me right now. It's because if he's if he does, then it's a little bit less likely I sh we should sign him. Just because there could be somebody that could take that place. That's would. It all depends on the dollar amounts, man. I just don't know, and it's hard to predict what that should be. So is right that now. implying he would take a pay cut, or Sporting KC has an amount of TAM that doesn't exist in order to buy him down from $2.5 I don't think they have a lot of of the various AMs. Are they, is there, are they just down to one now? TAM and JAM. Does JAM not exist? Uh, <laughs> GAM? Sorry. I think I they know. were blurring the line on some of them, but I, I could be wrong, man. I'd have to go back and double check the rules again. It all depends but it doesn't on matter. What Miami wants, you know. I was going to say, they're going to make yeah. something new up for Miami, so we'll <laughs> just wait a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. But do you guys really think Polito's ego and his agent's ego could take less than DP status? Probably less likely. Yeah. I, I don't know what he's getting offered from Mexico, man. I, I mean, and again, right. we don't know how much any talk about Polito and going to sign in Mexico has to be caveated with. Yeah. There is often a lot of BS reports coming out of there. Yeah. Uh, 
And like, if I, if I get a text message from an agent saying, Hey, player X is trying to leave or sign or players are asking for trades or some shit like that. I'm taking that with a huge grain of salt and not just reporting it. I would do some digging. And if I felt like it was accurate, then I would say that it came from a source that I have some questions about something like that. But some people don't have any ethics or morals about that. <laughs> um, and it's, it's ridiculous. I, you will have agents that are trying to spread stuff in order to try to boost salaries. Sure. And, and it's their job, but at the same time, it's not our job to help them boost their player's salary. It's our job to try to tell the truth. And Polito last week isn't necessarily doing any, any favors for saying he wants to stay here. It's just his, his response at the moment was kind of just like, I'm letting the, my representatives do their thing and yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. But he has in the past been, when he asked, you know, if he'd like to stay, he would say yes. Would he like to go to Chivas? He'd say yes. I mean, yeah. he's going to say yes to everything because why, why limit yourself by, by saying, no, I don't want to go there. And then they would have offered you a good contract, you know, but you, you still have to remember, as far as I know, Chivas still owes him money. There's still a lawsuit for that. Uh, I know Cruz Azul has entered the chat. I think other teams have entered the chat by reports. I don't know how real any of them are until they actually happen, man. If if he goes back to Mexico at the end of the season, I'm not going to be crying about it. If he stays, I'm not going to be crying about it. In fact, I might be kind of happy. Okay. Oh, that was a very is... definitive statement, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Well done with that. I just the my pause there. It just sucks. I know I've said it. it just we're in just such a bad situation. Like I said, I do want to sign him again, and it's just you're just biting the bullet on knowing you got a guy that may very well get injured. Works just kind of at this point, we should just hope he can survive the rest of the season, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, but that's any DP man. That's the that's the problem with the MLS system is you could invest a lot of money in one, two, three guys, one or two injuries, man, and all of a sudden you're you're out of a, a major portion of your talent, which is which is why Vermees has been successful spreading the money around more, but it also means that there isn't quite the high talent level when everybody's healthy. Okay. Looking around the league, some notable results this weekend. DC United thrashed Supporter Shield leading FC Cincinnati. Not really sure how that happened. I watched the MLS recap on it, but uh, I guess they just... Yeah, you're going to have to click off sometimes, I guess. Or or it was a Wayne Rooney masterclass in <laughs> in coaching. Uh, I love chubby Wayne Rooney on the sideline, by the way. That's one of my favorite <laughs> things of MLS right now. Um, there was a hula. Oh, yeah, Red Bull New York, 4 to nothing over Atlanta. Love to see Atlanta struggling this, this season so far. Uh, no midweek matches. I thought, I guess I was looking at the calendar. I thought this was a week where we were off and other people were going to make up that, uh, game in hand, but I think that starts, that starts the week after the 4th of July, I think is when, uh, some other teams start to make those games up. Um, yeah, this weekend, Vancouver, another shot at Vancouver. It was a one-to-one draw beginning of June. Um, I will miss this weekend. I'm going to be at the lake for the 4th. But uh, it, it sucks. I, there's never a dull moment with, with Vanny Sartini, the, the head coach there. 
uh, and I would love and to be. And who did they beat this past weekend? <clears throat> LAFC there at home, go. right? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they needed they needed a a knock knock down a peg after a couple of games there. I think Sartini made the claim that they might be the best team in the league right now, Vancouver. Dude, he is a character. I love it. It sucks I'm gonna miss <laughs> that press conference. Are you get will you guys be at the game this weekend? I will be, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a rare game that I miss, but it does happen. Yeah, so I'll be at the lake. I guess I'm realizing uh podcast schedule next week might be kinda messed up because of that. Or I can maybe record from on the water. Yeah, you could uh, start a stream yard and just kind of let it sit there and show the water and we'll talk. There you go. <laughs> Better than my normal contribution anyway. <laughs> just just be clothed, Cody. That would be good. Well, see, then now it's definitely not going to work out. <laughs> You had to go there, Robert. <laughs> I said Lake Lincoln, man. All right, boys. The media game is coming up July 12th. Don't miss that one. You can see us uh, studs up tackling each other. The deadline for the to submit hasn't even uh, passed yet, so we don't have teams or any of that. But uh, it passed. It was Friday. Oh, okay. So did you uh, that's coming up. <laughs> yes, I did. Darn. Hey!